innovation has so many different components to it. Construction, design, and the tech. We have a wonderful guest here today with us who's going to shine some light on that because it's something that I don't always feel like I know what the newest and greatest is. Justin, it's so great to have you here with us today. Thanks for having me. I want to jump right in. I want you to tell us a little bit about how you got into this and, and like involved in all the latest and greatest tech part. There's really a super exciting start to it. And I want you to tell us that. Yeah. So um, I'm making YouTube videos for about 10 years now. Um, I started when I was about 13 years old and didn't really have a huge fascination towards technology when I was growing up. But Wait, how did you get videos. into it though? You're 13 and you just decided to start making YouTube videos? Yeah. I was like, I didn't know much about tech and I looked on YouTube for like information about the iPod at the time. And I was seeing people reviewing products that were sent from companies. And so, yeah, I got into the, the space of reviewing iPods and then uh, eventually saved up for smartphone cameras and really got into the tech space. Uh, but in the past couple of years, we've kind of built it into like a media company and started investing in real estate, the office, and really doing a focus on like home technology. Desk setups have been a huge part of the last year with the whole work from home and also interior design. So yeah, I think over the years, we've tried to still focus on technology, but blend the tech and home side of things uh, from the perspective of, um, of someone who, who appreciates design, but at the end of the day, uh, came from the tech industry. Right. So there's a huge function to that side as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, I think there's a lot of products out there nowadays that look great, also function mm -hmm. really nicely, but with ecosystems and everything, uh, consumers are always trying to look for advice and opinions on what products to go and purchase and which one works best with their workflow. And I think YouTube's like the perfect platform to be able to demonstrate products in the long form while also talking about how they can integrate in the daily life because everybody's use case is a little bit different. And I think the best part about like desk setups and, and office spaces is um, depending on what you do, whether it's video editing, administrative, um, web design, there's products that really do curate specifically to each type of industry. Mm -hmm. Were your parents a little bit skeptical when you started out um, doing the review when you were 13, how this was going to turn into a lucrative career? Yeah, they, I think they, they thought it was a bit of like a phase, just another hobby that I picked up. Um, and I was spending all the money that I, the very little money that I was making <laughs> from YouTube back into the channel to, to buy like uh, products, like, uh, and also borrowing them, um, saving up for a camera. I didn't actually have a camera when I first started YouTube. Um, Were you just filming on your phone? Uh, I didn't have a phone either. So I had an oh. iPod touch. Just had like a little camera built in or I would borrow. Um, but I think uh, starting out young allowed me to be very resourceful and also take certain risks that I'd say if I started at an older age, I, I wouldn't have been able to commit as much time to it. Um, so, yeah, in the beginning, it was really just trying to be resourceful. And um, it was a relatively new industry. So I think it it was a good time to, to kind of get into the YouTube space. Um, and eventually, I think what's been able to keep it going for so long is just constantly refreshing the content based mm -hmm. on how the industry is, the trends, and also, um, most importantly, based on my personal interests at the time, uh, which now right. has been a lot more into like the home and interiors versus reviewing smartphones and computers like we really used to in the past. Well, and this start has really allowed you to get into real estate. I mean, at such a young age, is it three renovations that you've done now? Uh, yeah, about to be the third one. So um, yeah, the first property was one um, that when I first got it, didn't really have much money to put in renovation. We just filmed a tour on an iPhone. Um, it ended up reaching about a million views. And I didn't think the place was really at its potential. But we saw that 
from the YouTube side of things that there was interest. Uh, so we ended up reaching out to companies like we usually would with tech and see if they want to provide, for example, countertops, appliances, mm -hmm. um, all that kind of stuff. And also local companies. Uh, Tom's and Birch is a great kitchen company that we've used quite a few times now. And they're also part of the next project. Um, and so, yeah, we, uh, I did a renovation of my, of my place. Um, and then each year I would also do like a home tech video. So all the tech that a tech guy is currently using, um, annual updates of products that we may have changed around and shifted based on what has come out in the past year. And eventually, uh, last year, uh, purchased her first office space as a company. Um, it was a 20 year old building. Didn't look great in any way. I pretty much mm -hmm. didn't like anything about it, um, but we knew there was a big project ahead. And with the lack of travel, um, it really gave us time to, to focus on our first renovation project and completely take down that whole space. The renovation took about eight months. And um, so far, it seems like uh, for an audience that is mainly um, male, they really yeah. like the like like a guy's lounge field um, where mm -hmm. it's got like walnut, wood, dark stone, uh, concrete floors and all like the tech stuff, but it's also a place that we work at pretty much um, every single day. Um, and in the last year, I also did like a video of my home office, for example, right. um, where we did like a standing desk and custom built it into a certain shape and added a projector up top so we could watch like hockey and while we're editing and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, the next project is, um, is one that is going to be more of a traditional design. Um, the last few have been more monochrome. Uh, that might have suited my style better, but the next one, I think we're going to appeal to a more traditional design. Um, right. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. It's going to be announced in the next couple of weeks, but yeah, renovations, I think are a really good way to, to just stay excited about seeing the progression of the space, even though sometimes it can be quite challenging and not all of that is documented on the YouTube side. Well, one thing that really caught my interest when as following you is the way that you were able to highlight and visualize that with your viewers. So you were sharing renderings and really guiding them along the way, telling them what was about to happen. And I think that people were able to visualize that as well, because a lot of clients, you either, I feel like you either can or you can't visualize a space before it's finished. And people yeah. that can't do that, um, there's a lot of software out there now that can help them with this. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think there's a lot of areas of inspiration, whether it's on Pinterest or on Instagram, which is where I gather a lot of ideas as well. Um, mm -hmm. But I do feel like, uh, and my friends have mentioned that when I walk into a space that isn't exactly in the state that I like it, um, mm -hmm. the first thing I do is go around and kind of critically analyze everything that can be improved. Um, and so, yeah, I think um, that's kind of influenced the real estate decisions quite a bit where mm -hmm. each property was one where I liked the layout, I liked the location, and I felt like it was at a price where it might have flown under the radar for a little bit. Um, yeah. And so with with the YouTube series, it's allowed us to spend the money to do the renovations, partner with companies to receive products and also profit off of the renovation itself mm -hmm. uh, through those partners and making a series out of it. Um, but at the same time, really be able to put in high-end material and um, and like parts and and also the tech side of things. And I feel like it's all kind of just tied together. And um, and beyond that, it's just it's just fun to follow the the progression um, over the years. But I think the office is definitely one where it was a radical transformation. Where right when we when we looked at it, it was like there's uh, there's a lot of things that have to be done. Um, fireplaces removed and like concrete columns and all that. Um, so it was definitely a gamble, but I think at the end of the day, um, it's one that I'm relatively happy with. 
Well, it's funny because I knew the building. I was familiar with it before you did the renovation. So when I saw the befores, I knew exactly where you were. And I love your aesthetic. Like you said, it's very masculine, which it is, but you actually soften it a lot with all the wood tones and the texture of the concrete. We're actually doing a residential in Oak Bay right now that has very similar aesthetics to it. Only we've been planning for two years. So when I saw yours, I was like, oh yeah, I know this is going to work out well. Um, and one thing too, with all your sponsors or partners on it, I'm super impressed as to how educated you are on all the products. When you do your videos for the viewers, you nail it. Like I've been in the industry now for about, I don't want to say this cause it's going to date me so much, but you know, about 16 years, it takes a long time to get up on all the intricacies of all the products and such, but you're so good at that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. The, um, I think uh, over time in the industry, we see a lot of products. And so mm -hmm. we start to familiarize ourselves with how products work. And each year as products have improved and things have changed, you kind of get to know it, you learn it a little bit. Um, one of our, our partners that we've worked with for three years now is, uh, is Dyson. And um, with the companies, they do a very good job on briefing you on the products. Uh, we actually also flew to the UK in 2019 to visit all the engineering facilities and we get to meet with wow. each department and people who like spend years developing one part of like the vacuum, for example, um, the acoustic chamber, and even like outside of the home industry uh, with computer accessories. Um, sometimes they take you uh, to Switzerland, for example, that year where we got to see the, the engineering behind um, the scrolling wheel on a mouse where there's one person who's been working on the engineering of that iteration product for the last three years. So I think and as a that, standard we really consumer, we can appreciate that. We just think that it happens. We don't know everything that yeah. goes into it. So that is so cool that you get to experience that. With tech nowadays, like a lot of products, they are refreshed every year. And I feel like it's easy to look at it from the consumer perspective of products not changing very much, which a lot mm -hmm. of them, it's true. But I think with um, by, by going to the facility and, and seeing how things are done, for example, at Dyson, we can see that even though it is like the 10th or 11th generation of a certain product, even like the small things such as the amount of sound it makes, that changing the aerodynamics of the blade inside the product can reduce the sound by about 20%. And they do all these testing um, through like the, yeah, the acoustics, the RF signals, and um, and also like the lasers. And it's cool to, to be able to, I think, have a look behind the scenes of, of stuff that usually consumers aren't able to, to see. And uh, through our platform, we're able to kind of talk about how much work really goes into the product. And it gives, I think, consumers a bigger appreciation of, of items that they may feel like is at a high price point. Mm -hmm. Well, and I feel like you get a really good lineup of products as well. Stuff that maybe isn't just um, available to the average consumer. Like, let's talk about the coffee makers for, for a second. <laughs> Wasn't that one concrete that's on your countertop? Yeah, so um, we kind of uh, curate products all over, like we see it on Instagram. Um, there's also a website called Uncrate, which just has like a lot of cool accessories. And it's one of those products where um, a lot of times you want to find something that is functional, but at the same right. time, if it's stylish, that's a huge plus. Um, but there's also situations where the style ends up prioritizing over the actual functionality. So to be totally right. honest, I buy my own coffee every day. I don't really, uh, <laughs> not really big on making it, um, but it was yeah. one of those products where we had the concrete wall um, in the office and I was originally planning to try to cover it, but it was so big that it didn't make much sense. And we saw the coffee machine and figured like, this is the perfect product to purchase for the office because it can kind of ah. go into the area to blend with the exposed matte finish on the, 
on the on the concrete itself. Um, so we I try to love find exposed them. concrete. Just as a side note, like love yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, people were telling us to paint it or or like try to cover it with the stone. Um, no. But I think uh, overall, like having the mix of raw material is kind of where we add some sort of color and character to it. Yeah. Um, because being someone who is very new to interior design and has no experience in it, I would say like in the general interior design space, I wouldn't be considered a good designer. I'm more of like to a YouTube audience uh, of, a, of a male dominated area. They would say um, like guys really like the kind of design taste that we put on the channel. But I think um, there's still a long ways to go. Um, mm -hmm. I still have a good dream team to help you along the way to designer contract yeah. or that sort of thing to help you get to your vision. Yeah. Some of the ideas are a little bit crazy for sure. Um, and, uh, and like, nobody can convince me to add a plant. I still need to kind of figure out, I, I like the symmetry in products. So, um, I need to kind of start adding more color and, um, and feel to it. Uh, we have right. started adding more decor and working on that, but yeah, it's, uh, I think each project is a good area to try something a little bit new. Um, mm -hmm. with my own place, I played it very safe. So it has like a bit of a farmhouse look in the kitchen. Um, whereas the office is like a bit of a bold look and it looks like a, a lounge, the, the walnut sliding that goes 14, 15 feet in the air, I think mm -hmm. was, uh, was one that I'm really happy with. Um, but with the next property, with the amount of light that comes in, I figured that we would go with like a warmer tone, which, um, is completely opposite from what the office was. Let's talk a little bit about the renovation, Justin. You didn't, you did move locations for plumbing and that sort of thing in the loft. Was that problematic or were there any surprises that came up? Yeah, I think um, it was one of those projects where a lot of things along the way made me question why we were even doing it. But mm -hmm. afterwards, you seem to kind of forget about all the things and you kind of want to do another renovation project. So that yeah. was one where there was questions of whether we could move the fireplaces. Um, so that was one of the conditions of sale. There's also a shower in the middle of the bedroom. And with that shower there, um, being an office, nobody was planning to take a shower there. No. And there's still one downstairs. So without that shower moved, it was um, it would have been in the spot of one of the desks. So yeah, the plumbing actually didn't have to be shifted that much. It was just like a flip of the, of the bathtub and the shower. And we ended up um, adding a shower faucet using the other side. So I think um, there's a lot of areas where we're questioning whether or not it was even possible. Um, mm -hmm. But luckily, uh, through a little bit of thinking and, and like just logical, like where the poses and how can it be flipped, uh, it all ended up working out very well. Um, there's also questions of whether there's even concrete underneath uh, being two layers of subfloor and and like wood subfloor, um, the demolition day was pretty, uh, the demolition cost was a lot more than I expected yeah. by a lot. It was like double or even triple of what I thought demolition would cost in total. Um, concrete beams have to be, had to be taken out. And like, um, yeah, I would say it's, the challenges were the satisfying part of it, like seeing the end result, but in the process, there were definitely things where I was thinking like whether or not we had to compromise on an idea. Um, right. And, Usually once I come up with an idea, I'm very firm on it and, <laughs> and have to have it done. Um, so yeah, uh, we, we did get a bit lucky in a few areas of modification. And let's talk a little bit about the finishes that you use. I remember seeing in one of your videos that you said you would rethink doing Blackwood stairs again. Yeah, um, actually the original plan is to do black sliding on the wall and then doing walnut stairs and maybe walnut on the wood on the board that goes above the kitchen. Uh, but we figured that it would make more sense to uh, do walnut for the large wall just because it was so bold and you don't want it to be like a big dark place. Right. Uh, so yeah, I gave the carpenter a sample of the furniture that was coming and um, had to match the same tone. 
the reason why we wouldn't do black stairs is just because um, we wear our shoes, run around and all that. It shows scratches and dirt very easily. Right. Uh, but at the same time, I felt like at the time, having too much walnut in the space would make it overpowering as opposed to something that is just um, that is kind of like a special part of the place, which is a slatted wall. Mm-hmm. Um, but just for durability reasons, I would say uh, doing walnut would be a would be a good choice. And even the wood before looked really good before it was stained. It just didn't yeah. match the rest of the space. So I remember the carpenter was trying to talk me out of staining it fully black. I've been there before. Trust me. They're always trying to talk <laughs> me out of stuff, but if you have a vision, you have to follow it through. And yeah. one of the other elements that I love about that design is the railing. You switched it from was sort of a bluey green glass. Blue glass. Yeah. yeah. To this super beautiful metal black railing. Yeah, it was, um, it, the place had a, had a lot of fixtures that were very, gave a very public feel, like right. rounded uh, railings and everything. So um, I opted to use the same holders and the stairs and all the hardware that's underneath it, just so we don't have to go through an engineer process and get a permit and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, I ended up doing a steel flat bar railing. And the main reason for that is just to open up the space completely. Um, I know glass would have been an option that could have worked if it was just clear glass, but I figured because the space um, it's just so open in its own, I wanted to just like be able to breathe. And, and um, with the ceiling on the second level being a little bit shorter than a traditional height of about right. seven feet versus like an eight foot ceiling, uh, I figured just having that completely open feel was going to make a lot of sense. And for a functional perspective with the camera equipment, we always have to strap stuff to the the railings or on the beams up top so by having like an open railing we could at least have like a safety harness for lighting if we're trying to film the kitchen for example oh yeah I wouldn't have thought of those things one thing that I love that you're doing on your next renovation and you had done a little bit on this one as well is really pulling your viewers and bringing them into the process and making them feel like they have some decision making in it yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely experimental, um, but we found like on the algorithm side of things, I think with YouTube, we're always thinking of it from like an aesthetic side and also a business and a strategy side. And we were seeing that the interactive polls were increasing the, the story views significantly and people were voting like crazy. I think it started out with the black ceiling at the office where uh, it was originally a raw metal and I, had a, I did a vote and I had my graphic designer render up an image of what it would look like with black ceilings. And and then it was like, I think 10,000 people or 10 or 20,000 people voted for a black ceiling. Um, no, I was and, one of those. <laughs> yeah. And so right away, we ended up doing it. Um, after all the painters already packed everything up, we we're like, by the way, we want to get some black ceilings done. Um, and uh, yeah, so that was uh, that was a good call. I'm happy we did that because it wouldn't have been possible after moving in. Uh, and so the next property being an investment one, um, I figured we might as well get Instagram in on this one. We're always trying to think of new ideas instead of doing the same series over and over. So I think in order to increase the performance on the series itself, at the end of each episode, we'll say the next polls are going to be for the tile and maybe the the faucet and the hardware. And by having Instagram vote on it, there's incentive to go over to the other platforms and keep an eye out for the polls, but also to continue to tune into the series on and on. Um, So yeah, that one's, uh, that project's happening right now and um, excited for it, but I know, like, I thought that was going to be the easy project, but there's always stuff that comes up, like the application process. And yeah, I keep saying the next one's going to be easier. It's going to be cheaper. It's going to, that kind of thing. But yeah, we, it always ends up, um, ends up having something to. If there's surprises, it's when there's surprises every time. Yeah. Or something that you think is going to be difficult ends up easy. And then something Mm -hmm. that is very basic ends up uh, holding up the whole project. 
It's so true. Well, I just want to say I'm so excited for you. The fact that you started this entrepreneurial process when you were 13 and it's led you to where you are now and allowed you to do all these amazing things with real estate and interior design. Where can we find you and follow along with the rest of your journey? Yeah, so um, most of my day is spent on making YouTube videos over at Justin's Say. Um, and then we also post some of the behind the scenes on Instagram at justin.tse. Um, I also co-run uh, in kind of a home and desk setup inspired page, iSetups, and uh, also co-own the clothing brand uh, Dangerfield, which is on Lower Johnson. Um, so I think, yeah, having like different projects to work on is is always a little bit fun. And the real estate has kind of been blended into the, the media company and has allowed us to kind of have something fresh to work on. But at the same time, um, usually we're focused on the technology side. And in a typical year, we might fly about a hundred times a year to, to go to all the events around the world and attend like press conferences. But I think with the last year or so, it's really um, increased my interest in the real estate side, just because we can keep up with the projects and really be hands, hands on on it. Whereas my first renovation here, I was maybe in like landing in Switzerland while the painters are here. And I would like FaceTime them and start picking at where they have to fix the paint and the floors and all that kind of stuff. And every time I flew back, it was just construction zone. And um, mm -hmm. so I feel like now we're really able to get um, involved in the process. And with everything only being a few blocks apart, because we're in Victoria, it's easy yeah. to just like check on the retail store, check on the other property. And then the office is like a couple blocks away. So yeah, it's, um, it's been fun. And I think um, the next step in the future would hopefully be to do like a, I don't know, like vacation home, a, a lake house, or have a few friends on that. Um, I love it. Really That's sure. a great idea. It's hard to say. The world's your oyster. Well, thank you so much for being with us today and sharing your story. Thanks so much for having me.